1: Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to Monday's edition of Inside Arsenal. I hope you're all having a good start to your week and wherever you're watching or listening to this around the world, you had a fantastic weekend. Lots to talk about again today. We'll talk the latest about Declan Rice and Durian Timber because, let's face it, we've got to talk about those guys until they're actually signed. So we'll have a little bit of things to say about them. We'll talk about Matt Turner. He's had a fantastic night once again for the US. We'll talk a little bit about Flo Balogun, the trip to Germany. Uh, where the Arsenal squad are currently at ahead of that first pre-season game of the season on Thursday, competitive game anyway on Thursday, they did of course play Watford behind closed doors at London Colney over the weekend, and uh, we'll take some of your questions as well at the end. So lots to get going. But before we start all that, will you please indulge me and let you let me give myself a little bit of a plug? Um, If you haven't already got on the pre-order scene for my book, Revolution, The Rise of Mikel Arteta's Arsenal, uh, I'm going to leave a link below in the description if you're watching this on YouTube. Big day today for this. It goes to the printers today, so it's been written for a while, but today's the day that it goes to the printers. The last couple of weeks we spent sort of going over the proofreading stage, doing a little couple of changes, that sort of thing. And today it goes to the printers. So big day. It comes out on August the 31st. And yeah, if you haven't pre-ordered it yet, and I know plenty of you have, which I really do appreciate, then uh, please do get on the pre-order scene. Like, like, like I said, the link, if you're watching this on YouTube, will be down below in the description. If you're listening to this on a podcast and you want to uh, go to the pre-order link, you'll find it on my social media pages, the pin tweet at the top of my Twitter And, uh, yeah, of course, it's a book detailing the rise of Arsenal since Mikel Arteta arrived at the club in 2019, going through the highs, the lows, uh, last season's drama. Um, And, uh, yeah, hopefully for all Arsenal fans around the world, it'll be a very good, interesting and fun read. So, okay, plug over. Let's stop uh, talking about that. But yeah, the link is down below if you're watching this on YouTube. Let's start by talking about Durian Timber and Declan Rice. Now, what is going on? With the pair of these two, well, Declan Rice seems like we're going to have to wait a little bit longer. I did speak about it in yesterday's uh, episode, but it's still rumbling on. There's been lots of, you know, people saying, "Oh, it's been, it's been done." He's had his media done. I can't confirm that. I know he was definitely with club staff over the weekend. He is now away again. I think he's gone on holiday. I think someone spotted him actually at the airport yesterday as well. So I think he's on holiday. Um, Obviously, West Ham had a big extended season, went right through to the Conference League final. Then Declan Rice went straight away with England after that. So he's basically had no break. Um, So he's having a little bit more extended time off to recover ahead of the new season, which for Arsenal is going to be really, really important. Should this final, like this transfer, get finalised, which, of course, we're all expecting it to do. Hopefully, by the end of this week, Arsenal go off to the US Tour on Sunday and McKenna um, Arteta very much would want Declan Rice on that plane going on that tour. So, um, yeah, all signs point towards that one being finalised at the end of the week after his little break. Like I said, he has been with club staff over the weekend, Um I'm not sure, I don't know if he's been at London Colney yet. He certainly, as far as I was aware, wasn't at London Colney um, prior to uh, today or yesterday. I'm not sure, but um, Durian Timber was definitely there and did all his medical, did all his um, media and all that sort of stuff. He went back over to Holland to you know say goodbyes to people and have this party. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the picture there. that was uploaded by a family member. He was having a go-away party uh, back in Holland before um, coming over to link up with the squad. You can see there a sign there, Durian's um, goodbye party. See you in the streets of London. And a picture there of Durian Timber in his Arsenal kit. So that one is going to be confirmed very, very soon. Uh, the plan was, I thought that he was going um, to to get him over with the squad for the trip to Germany. I suspect he can't do that until he's actually officially signed and it's announced. So um, I don't know if he will end up going over there potentially by the middle part of the week, if Arsenal announced it today or tomorrow. And I'm recording this at 11.15 in the morning on Monday. So, you know, it might be announced by the time you're even watching or listening to this, it might have been announced. We'll have to wait and see, but it's all done. And, you know, that one's further along the line, Declan Rice's. So I think if I can't imagine they'll hold it back and announce them both together, I think we'll probably get Timber announced at some point, early stage, stages of this week. And then Rice, you know, once it's done, uh, by the by the end of the week so that's where we are I know it's a bit frustrating um but I mean it's just patience needed at the end of the day um it, it's gonna <laughs> it pains me to say it's gonna happen because you never know in football who knows but um I mean it is gonna happen <laughs> having said I don't want to say it it is gonna happen we just gotta wait until it gets uh until both of them get announced so that's where we are on those two I want to talk a little bit about Flo Balogun now there's been another it's been another sort of 24-48 hours of links and speculation about Balogun. I saw him link with Chelsea um, as well Um, RB Leipzig uh, another team continuously linked with Flo Balligan and I think these next couple of weeks are going to be really really interesting for him obviously he's away with the squad now if you're watching on YouTube you can see him there at London Colony with Austin Trusty another US national team player he's away with the squad in Germany so he's definitely going to get some minutes you would think in the game against Nuremberg at the end of the week and then he's going to go off to the US tour where of course he's a sensation at the moment having switched allegiance to the US he's going to have three games over there he's going to have a really intense training camp with Arsenal in front of Mikel Arteta and you just wonder what's going to happen if Balogun absolutely tears it up over the next couple of weeks scores goals looks a real threat is fantastic in training you know what will that do in terms of Arsenal's decision making process in this summer you know is it set in stone that he will go what happens if he tears it up and Kajić struggles you know might that change the thought process at Arsenal. We know that Balogun doesn't want to go out on loan again. He said as much. He wants to be playing regularly, doesn't want to consider another loan. And that's put Arsenal in a difficult position. He's only got two years left on his contract. But, you know, if he has an amazing pre-season, you know, will will Arsenal change their thinking? Will it be, OK, let's give Balogun a proper go. Let's try and get him to sign this new contract. Let's give him the minutes that he needs to impress, you know, it's going to be really, really interesting. I'm intrigued to see how Balligan does, because he will get opportunities during this preseason. 100% he will. And if he takes them, you know, that's going to put Arsenal in a really interesting position, I think, in terms of what they do ahead of the new season. I mean, for them, if they are absolutely decided, OK, we're going to sell this summer, if he has a fantastic preseason, that's only going to help them, of course, because his price tag's going to be high, he's going to keep his name in the headlines. So it's a win-win situation, really, I would say, for Arsenal this summer when it comes to Balogun, But the Chelsea links, I'm not keen on that. I have to say, you know, he's clearly a really talented player. I don't think Arsenal should be considering selling to Chelsea. I know times are changing a little bit and Premier League clubs now are doing a lot of business between themselves. We've seen that with Arsenal signing Kai Havertz, signed um, Jorginho before that. Manchester United have just signed Mason Mount. We're seeing Premier League clubs do business together. I mean, Arsenal... Signed plenty of players from Manchester City. Manchester City have just signed Kovacic from Chelsea. That when you're in the Premier League now and you're on these, you've got these players who are on such big wages and you want big transfer fees. Now, the market is so slim for selling these players that you're going to have to do business with your rivals now. It's not like before when you could send them abroad, you could send them to Italy. There's very few clubs that can take on the financial hit that's needed to sign proven Premier League players. And so that does change things a little bit. And So, when you look at Balogun and potentially the links to Chelsea, you think, well, maybe that is one club if Arsenal want 50 million for Balogun, that's one club where they could potentially get 50 million for Balogun. But having said that, I'm not, that does not, that doesn't sit well with me. I really hope that is something that wouldn't be considered this this summer. And if they are going to sell to someone, it's going to be someone outside of, um, Maybe not the Premier League, but certainly not Chelsea. That's uh, I don't think that's where you want to be selling some of your top young talent. If indeed you do choose to sell, and who knows? As I said, if Balogun absolutely tears it up now in pre-season, um, he's going to give Arsenal big decision to make over the court, the final sort of week or so of the um, no, not we say so the final month or so of the. Um, transfer window. So Balogun is one of the Arsenal players who has headed over to Germany. Um, the squad getting on the plane on Friday. You got obviously Odegaard, Mario Neni, Jesus, Jorginho, all those sort of players are heading over to the general well, They They have headed over to Germany. They are already there and um, will be starting their training camp today. I think it will be the first session and then all building up to that game on Thursday. Kai Havertz has travelled joining up with his new teammates and that'll be really interesting to see Kai Havertz in that friendly on Thursday because I imagine he will get minutes he's only just started training so he's a little bit behind everyone else but I imagine Kai Havertz will certainly get minutes in that game against Nuremberg and that's going to be really interesting first of all just to see what sort of understanding he perhaps has with his new teammates already but more importantly where is he going to play in this system are we going to see him playing in that granite Xhaka role in the 4-3-3 system. We've seen Mikel Arteta that we're used to Mikel Arteta using. Is Havertz going to play there, or is there going to be a slight little tweak in terms of it? So I think that's going to be the most intriguing aspect of this little trip to Germany, is that Kai Havertz situation ahead of Thursday. If, indeed, Durian Timber doesn't link up, if they let him um, sort of wait until the the squad returns and then gets him on the plane for the US Tour, um, I think Havertz is certainly going to be the most interesting
0: One player who
1: is not over there is um, Matt Turner, who continues to impress for the United States national team. Now, I've had a lot of questions like, why is Turner playing for the US at the moment at Balogun? Well, for this Gold Cup um, competition that the US are playing in at the moment, it's a little bit of a change squad. Turner wanted to stay. He's captain. He wanted to stay. He hadn't played that much for Arsenal. So he wanted to stay and get regular minutes. And it's, you know, proven very worthwhile for him because he's having a starring role in it. He was again last night as... Um, US beat Canada on penalties. Turner named Mad at a match. He saved two penalties in the shootout. Such an impressive record in, in, in saving penalties for Matt Turner. I think it's out of the 29 he's faced in his career, he saved 14 of them. That's nearly 50%, one in two he has saved. And I think it really does raise an interesting question. I think I put it out on social media this morning. Like, you no. Know, In terms of if Arsenal get to another penalty shootout this season, they did last season, of course, against Sporting, and Ramsdale was in goal for it. Who hasn't saved a penalty yet for Arsenal? You know, if Turner's on the bench and Arsenal get to a penalty shootout next season, whether it be in the Champions League or any of the cup competitions, you know, there's a very strong argument for making a tactical sub just before that shootout to bring Turner on to take Ramsdale off we've seen it before other teams have done it with lots of success arsenal haven't done it we haven't really we've never seen arsenal do it no matter who's in charge but could that change next season you know should matt turner come in if arsenal get to a penalty shootout given his impressive record from the spot you know, it's a really strong argument for doing it and i seen some people say oh, what that do that would crush Ramsdale's confidence i don't necessarily think it would i think because we've seen it so much more in football now is a tactic It is a tactic that plenty of coaches and managers use so I don't think it's a case of saying to your first choice or whoever's in goal you're not good enough to save penalties it's just look we've got a specialist penalty saver in our squad we're in a penalty shootout it makes sense to use him so I don't think it would really crush Ramsdale's confidence obviously I can't imagine to be too happy with it but I don't think it would crush his confidence by any means it's just a It was just the fact that there's a more specialist penalty saver in the squad. And you've got to use all of your best possible tools to win football matches. And if Arsenal do get to a shootout again, you know, I absolutely wouldn't be surprised or complain if Matt Turner is brought on um, to play his part in that shootout. I just think it would be the, the sensible thing to do, really, when you look at the stats, you look at the data behind it. And we know how much everyone uses data now in football that the data suggests you've got a better chance of winning a penalty shootout with Matt Turner in goal than you have with Aaron Ramsdale in goal. And if that is the case, then you use Matt Turner shortly. I don't think everyone was talking about that sporting game. I'm not sure Arsenal had any subs left. And I haven't had time to go back and have a look at this before recording this video. Um, If Arsenal had any subs left, because of those early injuries in the first half to Saliba and um, Tommy Asu, Arsenal really were up against it in terms of how many subs they could use and when they could use them because obviously you can only use a certain amount, bring on a certain amount at a certain time. You have one extra they could use an extra time um, and that sort of thing. So I'm not sure Mikel had the option of actually bringing on um, Matt Turner in the final stages of that game. I think he might well have used all his subs and used the, the available windows to use them So um, because of those injuries. But should that happen again next season and he have the availability of actually using a sub, I do wonder if he'll use it. I think it's a very strong argument for it. Okay, let me know anything you've agreed with, disagreed with in this video. Please do or uh, please do let me know by leaving a comment below if you are watching this on YouTube rather than listening on podcast. Let's get to some of your questions and your comments now to finish off today's episode. And here's one from Corey. Thank you very much, Corey. He says, quick question. Why are Arsenal's new player announcements always dragged out? Is it just the way Arsenal operate or is there another explanation? It's an interesting one, I think um because obviously we 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 get it all the time we see it all the time Arsenal fans get very frustrated on social media you know why isn't an announcement being made I do wonder though if 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 it just feels like this because we're also invested in Arsenal we don't follow everyone else's transfers or you know business during the summer like we do Arsenal I wonder if you go to every other fan base and say to them do you get annoyed at clubs sort of holding off their announcements or dragging out announcements. I think they'd probably all feel the same. I think we just feel it's more of an Arsenal thing because we've focused on Arsenal and we follow Arsenal. But I imagine if you go and ask every other supporter on uh, uh, on social media, you know, does it feel like your club takes ages to announce things? I bet you they all probably say the same, you know. Arsenal will announce a player when it's ready to announce. That's the thing. They can't announce Declan Rice at the moment because he hasn't signed. They can't announce... Um, Timber at the moment, I think, because he's not in the country and they're waiting for it all to come back. I'm sure that one's going to be announced very, very soon. But everything has to be in place. Everything has to be signed off. It has to be agreed with the other club as well so the timings of the announcement can go together. There's just a few things that they have to put into place before it can happen. I know it's frustrating, and I think the way of social media now, it almost feels like the the, the announcement the, the life has been sucked out of the announcement because everyone's known so long before it's actually announced that it's been done that by the time the announcement comes, you're just like, oh, we already knew that anyway. We already knew it's, down, it's done. But I think that's just a way of social media at the moment. So, um, so, yeah, I don't think it's just an Arsenal thing, Corey. I think it's just, it kind of feels a little bit like that because Arsenal is, of course, what we really focus all our time and attention on. Okay, here's one from uh, Jared. Is that says, Hi, Charles, with Havertz coming in and probably going to play in Granite Jacker role, who will back up Havertz in that role? I was hoping for Jacka to stay so our squad is strong. With the Champions League in the mix up this coming season, well, I think there are certainly options. Look, Emil Smith Rowe, I've talked about lots on these episodes recently. I think he's a you know, prime in a, in a prime position to play in that role. I think he plays it; he can play it really, really well. Um, he can move out to the left. He can drift out there. He can come into a central position. He's got a real eye for eye for goal. Um, he's shown that while he's been away with England. He's shown that for Arsenal as well when he's been fully fit which he is right now. So I think he's absolutely in the running to potentially be a, ha- a backup for that role if Havertz wasn't there. I think Declan Rice can absolutely play there as well. Um, you know, and as long as Thomas Party stays, which I very much hope he does, then if you want to give Havertz a break, you can move Declan Rice to play up there, give him more of a box-to-box role. And you can play Thomas Partey in the number six role, so that's a big option you can have. I think Fabio Vieira, of course, can operate in that position as well, even if he's more of a right-sided eight. I think that's where Mikel likes to use him a little bit more than than the left eight, but he can definitely play in that role. So there's you know there's plenty of options I think for Arsenal to uh, to use there. And I think Declan Rice we're all obviously thinking he's going to play in the in the number six, which I think he probably will, but he can also easily play in that number eight role. And as long as Thomas Party stays, or even if, you know, Mohamed Elneny or Jorginho can play that role as well, that he, he is an option. So I think there's plenty of them um, who could back up Havertz there. So thank you very much, Jared, for your question. Uh Here's one from, I don't even know what that says, was it outrageous gamer, I think that is. Will Rosiak be going on tour? Not heard a lot of people talk about him. Every time I watch him, he's been really impressive. I agree. I think he was one of the way... Right up there, one of the stars of the Youth Cup run last season. I saw him in the semi-final, in the final. Scored a brilliant free kick in the semi-final against Manchester City. He set up the goal, but in the, in the final, I think, when Arsenal went in front or had a big, big part to play in that final. Scored the scored against Watford in that run as well. He was a real star of the tournament. Every time I watched him play, he was really impressive. He's kind of inverted, can play the inverted right-back role. Really, really well with set piece delivery, is absolutely excellent. But he's still very, very young, so he's not going to be going on tour. No, I think the three youngsters who have gone out on tour are Ethan Wanierie, Miles Lewis Skelly, and Raul Walters. They're the three who have gone over to supplement the squad with Mikel Arteta. Rosiak won't go. Um, he's still very, very young. I think, um, obviously, Lewis Skelly and Wanierie are young as well. But I think for a defender, especially, I think that it's just better to give Rosiak another year get him ready to put, continue developing, maybe go out alone um, after another season with the 21s. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think he's been very, very impressive. He's definitely one of the young players to watch out for. So thank you very much for your question. And finally, let's finish with this one from Mr Unafu. says, could you please tell us why Gary O'Driscoll has decided to leave for Manchester United? Doesn't that now weaken the medical department? Feels like a lot of change in the background and stuff with Steve Round and now Gary. Yeah, it was a a bit of a surprise, I have to admit. And I know it's definitely been met with surprise and sadness by the widespread community in terms of inside the club at Arsenal. Gary was a really, really popular figure within staff at all levels at the club. Really nice guy. Um, And I know the staff are, are upset that he's gone or he's going because he was such a popular figure. In terms of why he's gone, I believe he's just, his family are up there. He's, being close, he's getting closer to family. He's been at Arsenal for a long, long time. He very nearly went a couple of years ago, but Mikel Arteta convinced him to stay. Um, but I think after another couple of years here, he just feels that the time is right after such a long time at the club with the opportunity to move back to his family and move into a massive club in Manchester United as well. It's just a good next step for his career. And, you know these guys are all similar to us. You know, we kind of chop and change jobs. You want to move on. You want to try something new after being in a certain job for a while. And it's the same for these guys in the positions they're in. Gary O'Driscoll has been at Arsenal for a long, long time. And, um, you know, I don't I don't think it's a massive upheaval for the club. Obviously, he's a really hugely respected figure, both in terms of who he is as a man, but also in terms of what he's his job and the job he does in terms of the, the, the medical side of things. So he will be a miss, but Arsenal will be able to replace him. They'll get another really respected guy in from somewhere else. It's just the way it is. And I don't think it's going to cause too much upheaval behind the scenes. As uh, disappointing and, and sad as people are that he's going... You know, it's just the way of the world. They'll get another really respected guy in or come in. I'm sure he'll do an excellent job as well. So I'm not overly concerned about the fact him and Steve Round have gone. It's a big they are big changes, no doubt about it. But, you know, I'm sure it's something that Arsenal went on top of. And I don't think it's anything that Mikel Arteta is going to be overly concerned about in terms of having an impact on the pitch and on the results and on the team. All right. Thank you very much, everyone, for the tuning into this edition, whether, again, that be on podcast or on YouTube. I really do appreciate it. As always, have a very good start to your week, wherever you're watching, listening around the world. And I'll be back tomorrow to talk all things Arsenal as we really start to gear up for that big preseason friendly against Nuremberg towards the end of the week. Thanks, everyone. Speak to you soon.